Hey, my name is Nick Drago. I'm in my 30s-ish from Los Angeles, and I'm a dancer and a writer. Hi, my name is Chelsea Blackman. I'm 33. I'm originally from Houston, Texas, now living in Los Angeles, and I'm an actor and director. Chelsea and I have been together for five years. Nick and I dated for two years. Well, I guess three. We were engaged for a year, and then we've been married for two years. If I had to describe our love story, I would say that it's quite the coincidence, and our relationship is never boring. Welcome to Our Love Story, a Spotify original from Parcast. Every week, a real couple recounts how they met, how they fell in love, and the biggest moments of their relationship. Now, let's hear their love story. Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad too, so let's get right to it. The new moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Money maker. Play the game and you could win money, up to $2 million. With more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My dating life before Nick, my mom describes it as like a broken doll hospital. Like I loved a project, which was just not ideal, but I felt like I was always like taking care of someone or like trying to help them. And like, it was always just such a drain on my energy and all my time. And it was a hot mess. My dating life before I met Chelsea was definitely not nearly as exciting as it is now. Chelsea basically has all the characteristics that I never knew I needed in a wife. But before, it was pretty much like a George Strait song. That's all my exes live in Texas. (laughs) (laughs) I met Nick through my manager at the time. He was doing a something on the CBS lot. He's a dancer, so he's working on sets all the time. And he had made this funny video and my manager tagged me in it. And I wrote like in the comment, like, oh, my comedic soulmate. And coincidentally, Nick had taken my manager's older sister to like the eighth grade dance. (laughs) It was the weirdest coincidence. But then he slid into my DMs and uh, it went from there. I think I said something along the lines of I heard we were supposed to meet how's it going? Because I'm not really good at sliding into DMs. So my (laughs) opener was not very strong. I think it was just something along the lines of, hi, I heard we're supposed to talk. (laughs) So the first date, I was doing this like 90 day, no dairy, no gluten, no soy, no sugar. It was ridiculous. And I had like 13 days left and I wanted to make sure he knew like, hey, trust me, I love carbs. I just have 13 days left. I can't break it now. So we went to get tea. 
and I'm heading over there. My friend was going through this horrible breakup. So I'm like walking towards the date, talking to her on the phone. I'm running like five to 10 minutes late and Nick's just like pacing outside. And of course I'm on my phone when I walked up. I didn't expect him to be waiting outside. So he sees me late and on the phone. So his first impression of me, it was like, this girl sucks. And I was like, oh, he's cute, but I hated his shoes. <laughs> it was actually 15 minutes late. Oh, who's counting? She was 15 minutes late. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I've seen this before. This is this is great. Because one of my pet peeves is don't be late. And I was just like, wow, we didn't even meet yet. And she's already late. And But I didn't realize my shoes were terrible. So I guess we're kind of even. Nick wears these shoes. And I don't even think they make them anymore. Like, they're from years ago. And he has... I'm not kidding. If I open his closet, he has a pair in every color. And some of the pairs or some of the colors, he has like three pairs of them because they don't make them anymore. So just in case. And he calls them his walk around shoes. And they are horrific. Like, I don't, I can't even tell you the brand. They're like a Japanese, like jazz sportswear. I don't even know. They're just, I wish that they had went extinct before Nick could have found them. The shoes are really not that bad. They're, They're Tigres. They they actually have a shop in Beverly Hills. So oh, even your friends, when you started wearing other shoes, they're like, thank God you got them to find some other <laughs> shoes. Oh. Well, I'm worried about <laughs> other stuff, you know, like what's going on the inside of people, not their shoes. Okay. <laughs> Our first kiss actually was not on our first date. It was, I think, our second date. We actually, so in LA, it's really like if someone lives like over a two mile distance from you, it's probably not going to work out. Like traffic is horrible. You have to be super special for me to even attempt to get on the 405. And it just so happened by like the gods of love that Nick lived like five blocks from me. I was like, this is insanely amazing. So he had invited me over to watch a movie. And so I think the movie had just ended and we like looked at each other and then we kissed. You know, one of the things that brought Chelsea and I together was our love for commercials. We always talk about great commercials and especially me, like I'm a total sucker for a, a, a cheesy commercial. I will cry at any moment in a commercial movies, not so much, but commercials. Yes. So there was this love story for extra gum with Sarah and Juan. And you can look it up, the love story of Sarah and Juan or whatever it's called. And every time he's an artist and and she was, you know, they date and like he was an artist. And every time he give her a stick of gum, he would draw a little you know, something on a, on a little wrapper and give it to her like a little memento, like, Oh, we were at the movies today or, or we went to eat or whatever and blah, blah, blah. That really set the tone for us because you know, when you're watching that, you, I, I encourage everyone out there to go watch it and watch it alone. Cause you're probably going to cry. But at the end of it, the mood was set. I was like, we're going to definitely kiss tonight. <laughs> Is that ridiculous? Because we were just, wa we were just swapping stories on YouTube. Like, Oh, watch this commercial. Watch this commercial. Oh my gosh. I forgot how many commercials we had sent each other. <laughs> so we watched a movie, but then there was this, this commercial thing back and forth. And that one I think really sealed the deal for us. The most pivotal moment when Chelsea and I started dating came, uh, during Super Bowl one year, Chelsea was headed out of town 
She was going to go work the Super Bowl in Houston, actually. And uh, she said, I don't know what I'm going to do with Dumpling. And Dumpling was her dog, her 50-pound bulldog uh, that snores like a, like a male bear and uh, slobbers all over the place. Well, I, she said, I don't know what I'm going to do with Dumpling. I guess I'm going to have to put her in a, in a kennel or something. And, and I say, I don't know what I'm going to do with Dumpling because it was very clear Nick was not a dog person. And like he just literally like really didn't want anything to do with her at that point. Yeah, because I wake up in the middle of the night. She's like slobbering all over me. And, you know, she's just chewing up stuff and she's kind of annoying, you know. And uh, so I said, all right, well, I'll, you know, she can stay in my place. And Chelsea was like, really? Thank you. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, oh, God, it's going to just going to suck. Dog's going to pee everywhere. I'm I'm allergic, you know, all this stuff. And uh, so, Chelsea, I'll let you talk about what happened when you came back. (laughs) (laughs) So I come back. And I go to pick up Dumpling and Nick had purchased a brand new dog bed for her, new dog and water bowls, these nice ones, nicer than the ones I had for it. He had this like cute little setup for her and they were best friends. And like to this day, like he, Dumpling is such a daddy's girl. It's ridiculous. Like I literally like sleep on the floor because they just like take up the whole bed. They're just like inseparable. (laughs) But I was like, okay, well, Dumpling and I can, I'll take Dumpling back to my place. And Nick literally was like, Dumpling can stay. And then I waited (laughs) for the next part. Like, and you can also spend the night. But he was like, didn't say anything. They just kept playing. I was like, all right, I'll see you tomorrow. And after that day, Dumpling had moved in with Nick. And like, I just was like on like what is it called when like parents have like parental visits or whatever oh yeah you yeah you you could have like specified visiting hours yeah and finally i was like if my dog gets to move in i want to move in yeah we we always joke that dumpling moved in before chelsea and if it weren't for dumpling chelsea would have never moved in probably not The biggest hurdle that Nick and I had to get over was we really put the whole through sickness and health part of the marriage to test. Like literally within the first year after getting married, I got really, really sick and the doctors for months could not figure out what it was. I was just like unable to like sleep, to talk, my like tonsils, my throat, my ears, everything was in so much pain to the point where like they couldn't even keep giving me like pain medication. We were at a loss. I did like a biopsy. I had like a partial tonsillectomy and they still cannot figure out what was wrong. And like, I just felt so bad for Nick because I was awful. Oh my gosh, I was like miserable. And so I was not fun to be around. And Nick was so great. Like I couldn't really even talk. So Nick had to like, Every day, call the doctor, call my insurance company, call my and get my medicines, keep scheduling my medicines. The water couldn't be too cold or it hurt, and the water couldn't be too warm if it was too hot, you know. And so he was like having to make sure it was just right, and it was such a pain. And I cannot believe he made it through that. Oh my gosh, it was horrible. Well, it was scary for me, too, because you were, you know, really in a lot of pain. And when you're in that much pain, it's it's debilitating. So I felt useless to a point where I was just like, or helpless, rather, that I couldn't 
fix it. And it's, you know, that's when I first learned about <laughs> how hard our medical and health care system is to, to navigate around. But luckily, Chelsea's mom is like a gangster when it comes to like talking to people on the phone. And she taught me all the tips and tricks, get their name, write their names down, repeat their name while you're talking to them, you know, be polite, take notes, you know, all that good stuff. And we finally got through it by the grace of God. But uh, it was it was scary, you know, because, you know, you just you want her to feel better, you know, and, and we had such a difficult time getting her care, even though we both had insurance at the time. So finally, about a year later, it was all, it was all taken care of. Mm-hmm. If you can believe it took that long. All right, let's talk about the proposal. <laughs> I had been saving for a long time for a ring. Chelsea has exquisite taste, so I wanted to get something that matched her beauty charm and and personality right so it took me some time to save for a really great ring and during this time chelsea's like hey we can get married we can get married she always said that as a joke remember this babe she's like, i just can't you know, we can get married we can never get married and i was like yeah 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 just just relax and i'm like frantically saving money and i'm frantically trying to plan something to propose her to her with and you know so i can't just do some normal like go to disneyland or let's go to the you know, the steakhouse or whatever people do nowadays. And uh, so at the time I had a production company called Another Good Sandwich. And uh, I said to my partner, Riccio, and and Devin was our other guy. And we said, I said, hey, guys, I want to propose to Chelsea. I'm thinking we act like we're doing a promo for our production company. And then we'll ask Chelsea to act in it. And it'll be a setup. And we'll set up the camera, we'll do everything. And then in the middle of like filming it, We'll, I'll just propose to her. It'll be on camera. That way I'll know that she'll be camera ready. Cause she, one of the things she said to me was like, ah, if you propose to me and it's, you know, I don't, I don't have my hair done or my nails. It's the typical lady thing. You want to look presentable, especially if it's being recorded, which I, I can get. So I figured that's the only way to make sure that, uh, she'll be happy with the outcome. So I said, well, we'll act like it's a, a promo. And, uh, so I had her come over to the, you know, she was already living with me. So I had, you know, I called a couple of her friends. I said, Hey, come on over. We're doing this promo for our production company we'd love for you to be extras in it you know all this stuff and that that was the basic setup and chelsea i could let you take it from there (laughs) so smooth i know so smooth (laughs) the thing about me is i'm a huge feminist and nick decided to say you know with our production company, we do want to actually change the narrative to be more mindful of women and how we, you know, represent them on screen. So immediately I'm like, yes, I love this. Sign me up. Let's do this. So I'm taking this commercial so seriously. I'm running ideas by him. I'm like, let's have women riding on the backs of like dinosaurs with laser guns, like just like insane, ridiculous ideas. But Nick, like, I guess I called his friends and was like, guys, we have problems. She's like taking this really seriously. So when we get on the day of set to propose, Nick, you know, he acted like he dropped a marker and then like bent down on one knee to pick it up and just kind of stayed there. And I was like, get, do you, like, I went to help him. I was like, get out of my shot. And then I looked at the (laughs) clapper and it says, proposal to Chelsea and then he asked me and of course I said yes 
And then immediately I was like, all right, are we ready to roll? And they were like, there is no commercial. And I was like, what do you mean? You guys told me we're changing the narrative of women and representation. Like I was so excited to be engaged, but I was also so upset we weren't really shooting a commercial. Yeah, it it got to the point before the proposal where I was like, yeah, I don't know if this is going to work out. She's kind of mad at me because I don't I'm not taking her ideas. I'm like, babe, you're just and I was telling her, I was like, I just need this needs to be very simple. I just need to show up and say the lines and then it'll be great. Trust me. And then that wasn't a good thing to say because she had better ideas. Nick and I got married at Chateau Cocomar in Houston, which is where we're both originally from. So we found this beautiful chateau in the middle of Texas. The wedding was beautiful. It definitely, you know, when everyone tells you, you don't have to have this huge wedding, you know, really you can elope or whatever, make it about the days about you. And I always just immediately think, well, they must be saying that because their wedding sucked. Let me just tell anyone that's listening, they are absolutely right. Like our wedding was huge. We both have pretty big families and it just, it flies by. I I mean, I loved our first dance was my favorite moment because it was like the one time we had alone together during this entire event to just like be with each other. The rest of the time, it's like, we're talking to our third cousins or like, you're just so busy. It's almost like you're working <laughs> But it was beautiful. I love looking back at the pictures and the food was great. And it was a really, it was a fun, fun day. Well, and and our first dance was with, it was just you and me and Sarah and Juan. And Juan, yeah, because we used um, the song from the gum commercial where we had our first kiss. And I think it's Haley Reinhardt, Fool's Russian. Fool's Russian, yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Chelsea and I, for our honeymoon, went to Italy, the homeland. It was awesome. We spent, I think it was like, it was like eight or 10 days in, we went to Rome, Florence. We were going to go to Venice, but it was flooded back then. And then we couldn't get down to Sicily either, unfortunately, but we had an absolute blast. We met the Pope. Dude, we met the Pope. No big deal. (laughs) Just kind of, you know hanging out we got up at like 4 a.m to go to the service or whatever and we had to like vatican, stand yeah. yeah to the vatican oh yeah that place the vatican we uh had to stand in line and it was so we were so tired right, babe? we're so exhausted yeah. and let me just tell you like meeting the pope is when christians do not act like christians people were like trampling each other and it was insane yeah but it was awesome he, he was cool because there's this dude in the in the this little kid oh my gosh i love this and he was uh special and um he was just kind of like standing there looking up and he and everybody's handing the pope yeah you trinkets. like um no no it was if you had something you wanted the pope to bless you would hold it out while he walked by and he would bless it so nick and i while we're getting trampled we're like trying to hold out our wedding rings so they that they could get blessed and there was like the sweetest cutest little boy with down syndrome and he was standing there with a spork a plastic spork a plastic (laughs) fork spoon and the pope only stopped once and it was for him to bless his spork and it was just the sweetest thing i've ever seen it was awesome The thing I love the most about Nick is he really is 
the most caring. There's not, I mean, he cares so much about anything he puts like his heart or mind into. And I'm talking all the way down to punctuation. He will spend 10 minutes wondering if a comma serves a sentence or if he should just rephrase the entire thing. Like anything he writes, anything he says, he genuinely has put thought into. And I love that he just is cares so much for the way he says things, for the way he his actions represent him. And it's so beautiful. And I love it the most about him. And, you know, I kind of am more off the cuff. And I sometimes like do before I think or speak. And I love that Nick is the complete opposite. So he's such a great balance for me. And he has great calves. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I wake up every morning and do calves. I don't tell her that. That's really nice of you, babe. Thank you. That means a lot. Things don't work out the way you'd want them to, but she has taught me to just kind of, you just kind of rebound off that and go a different direction. And one time she, for my birthday, she got me a week long trip to Yankees fantasy camp to play with some of the legendary New York Yankees. And when she told me I flipped out, I was, I was kind of angry because I was like, all of a sudden stressed out like I'm not I haven't played baseball in years I'm gonna have to go play baseball with these legends why would you do this to me you know but she was she knew that it was something that I used to love to do is play baseball and so she was like it's gonna be fine I'll cancel it if you want but it'll be fine and she came with me and supported me and I tore my hamstring on day one but I still got to bat it was <laughs> it was hilarious even with like a torn hamstring you were like the best person on your team <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank you I appreciate that well the other guys were like 80 years old but um you know <laughs> so th so that's what I love about her and sometimes she'll just be like hey guess what we're getting on an airplane we're going to you know Oakland to see the Oakland A's play the Houston Astros like she's just very spontaneous so that's what i love about her thanks babe what i'm most excited about you know doing life with nick is kind of the process most people just want to get to the next point and i love like the journey i love like all the things we accomplish in a year, that's one of my favorite things is like looking back at all the things we've done and places we've gone. And, you know, I don't really put pressure on when we're having kids or if we're having kids. At the end of the day, it's just like doing life with you is so much fun. And I love that we we plan, but we allow ourselves to have room to rediscover ourselves and try new things and constantly grow and grow together. But also we allow each other to, you know, chase our dreams. And I went back to school like last year just because I was like, babe, I want to be a director. And he fully like supported me going back to college to pursue that. And I love that as we get older and as we change, we find new passions. And I, I love supporting your passions as well. And I just get excited for like where we're, what we're going to want to do next. I'm most excited about, you know, I, I was, I was thinking about this. I, I am by nature, like I said, we said like OCD and like a planner. And I've really tried in this last couple of years to just release myself from that. And so I would have to say, I'm most excited about where God's going to lead us. Once personally, I was like, I'm just going to relinquish control and let you take over God. Things started to really work in our favor, I feel like. So that that's kind of what I'm looking at. And one of the things that I also get excited about is, and I know this is going to sound weird, but when we have disagreements, we always kind of 
come together afterwards. And I feel like we all there's always a moment of growth for both of us on both sides, always. And I have to say that to me, it's like that's what makes us makes me so excited about growing with you is that I know that we can get through anything together and that we can accomplish whatever we want and the hardships are are just hurdles you know but but it's like we're figuring out how to work the problem right when there's a problem we just figure out how to fix it and then we go from there and I think that we've gained more respect and patience for one another over the years and that that's kind of what I'm looking forward to seeing us as far as a growth uh, vehicle goes in the next couple years for listening to our love story. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Parcast and on Twitter at Parcast Network. For more episodes of our love story, follow us on Spotify and check out other Parcast originals, all available on Spotify. Our love story is executive produced by Max Cutler and is a Spotify original from Parcast. It was created by John Cohen. Sound design by Kristen Acevedo with associate sound design by Jamie Ryan. It's produced by Kristen Acevedo, John Cohen, Tristan McNeil, and associate produced by Alex Trigvadotter.